With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. As much as I would love to do a compelling Maller monologue about the Baltimore Ravens edging the Chicago Bears, might I add, covering the spread, I give you a winner in that game. We give out winners here. We're in it to win it. Uh, now, I didn't give out two winners, but I got I got that one right. So I covered the two and a half, the Chicago Bears. The, I can't get away from it. The, the Urban Meyer story I am locked in. I'm engaged. Now, I'm not going to do four hours on Urban Meyer. We we did three hours yesterday on Urban Meyer. But I got to start there, right? Now, some are saying there were no major 
developments in the Urban Meyer story over the past day or so. But there were things that happened. There are moving parts all over the place here. Uh, But Urban Meyer is still on timeout. He's still on timeout. Uh, This all involves the uh, assistant coach who used to work at Ohio State, the receivers coach, Zach Smith, accusations of domestic violence. Ohio State is investigating. Did Urban Meyer sit down and do an interview? No, he didn't do that. Uh, Were there new revelations on what Urban Meyer knew or what he didn't know? No, there were really none of those. Uh, So he hasn't been fired. He hasn't resigned. We did get some other movement, though. It involves a blue ribbon panel of sorts, which we love. We love blue ribbon panels. If you uh, missed out on that, Ohio State announcing really not all that long ago, that a special independent six-person group, that ought to be fun, uh, they're going to lead an investigation into Urban Meyer. For truth, justice, and the Ohio State way, the group was going to have three current members of the Board of Trustees at Ohio State, as well as three people who have nothing to do formally with the university, not associated in any way. We're talking about politicians. Right, we're talking about a bunch of politicians. Uh, that's who they brought in there—the o- former Ohio House Speaker, the U.S. Uh, the acting U.S. Deputy Attorney General, uh, and, and another person as well. So they brought all these people in, and they will orchestrate what happens here from this point forward. At least that part of it, and it's all about compliance and integrity. It's all about integrity and having a 900 winning percentage. So it's all about. Okay. Uh, so for the past day or so, Urban Meyer has been what? He has been a human pinata. Uh, everyone gets a swing. You get a swing. You get a swing. And it is line them up and knock them down like dominoes. <laughs> everyone has been trying to one-up each other with commentary about Urban Meyer. The walls seemingly, if you believe the media, if you feed into this, if you – are a believer and a consumer, then the walls are crumbling down. And the noose is getting tighter there at Ohio State for the king of Buckeye football. Uh, Only one person, now maybe I missed something, but I was pretty locked in on this because I was told by several people, there's going to be a big story that comes down. you got to check this place. you got to check that place. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Uh, So, so far only one person has come to the defense publicly of the embattled Buckeye, Urban Meyer. You know who that is? Who do you think that is? Who's the only man, woman, or child that I, t- to my knowledge, has come out and said, you know what? Let's hold off a little bit. Let's hold off a little bit. Who would that be? The son of Joe Paterno. Joe Paw's son, Jay Paterno, the former Penn State. No, that's, no, that's the truth. I'm not making that up. Jay Paterno, the old Penn State assistant, the son of the iconic Joe Pa gave an impassioned, impassioned speech. Well, he wrote it, so he didn't speak it. Uh, but he was defending Urban Meyer. Uh, so I wanted to talk about this now. This is on his own website, Jay Paterno. Here's what he wrote. Some of what he wrote. I'm not going to give you the whole thing due to time restraints. But Jay Paterno wrote uh, that he implored the board of o- at Ohio State to stand up to the mob mentality in making a decision on the head coach's fate. Paterno, this is Jay Paterno, continues. He says, we should wait for the facts. We should 
drive a stake in the ground to defend due process, Jay Paterno said, should shed out implicit bias against people we dislike being accused. We should have encouraged to stand against the virtual mob gathering for a virtual lynching before we know the facts. Uh, so Paterno had a lot to say. He also said Urban Meyer did not, he says it's important to note, Urban Meyer did not commit a crime. He did not witness a crime, nor did he cover up any crimes. He hasn't been, uh, hasn't even been accused, Jay Paterno wrote, of one, but yet there will be voices unjustly calling for his job. Okay, so let's talk about this. And the question, will anyone listen to Jay Paterno? Is anyone going to listen to this guy? The, uh, the easy answer is no. That that's not going to happen. But my thoughts on that, to expand on this, you've got the Houdini Act, virtue signaling, and settling scores. Those are my latest thoughts on the Urban Meyer story. We'll tie all these things together because I was at one point a Boy Scout and a Cub Scout. I know they got rid of those things, but I was, and I learned how to tie a good knot uh, back in the day. Now, number one, Urban Meyer is going to need, in football parlance, the ultimate Hail Mary at this point. It is going to take a stunning plot twist. You know, the kind of plot twist that Hollywood used to produce years ago. You know what I'm talking about? Like old good good Hollywood movies. Oh, I didn't see that one coming. Not the obvious ones they make. No, you kind of know, you know, the uh, good it's ridiculous. I can go on about but I want to say focus on Urban Meyer. So it's gonna take a surprise for him to keep his job. Now, yesterday. We had wall-to-wall, in-depth team coverage late night here on Fox Sports Radio, overnight on Urban Meyer. I said there was an 85% chance that Urban is out at Ohio State. So with the developments of the day, which weren't much other than this blue ribbon panel, uh, where am I at right now? Have I changed my opinion? N-O, no, I have not. I am sticking at 85%. I am maintaining myself at 85%. I will tell you. That this is encouraging for Urban Meyer that he made it through day one. Uh, But I maintain that in order for him to continue, and let's say we're doing this in 2019, getting ready for the 2019 college football season, if we're still talking about Urban Meyer as coach of the Buckeyes, then that means that Urban has pulled the ultimate Houdini act. He has been able to wiggle out of the straitjacket. No one knows how. It's an amazing act, right? Or, or the other thing I like the, the magicians do is the tank of water, right? And they've got the clock, and if, if this guy's in the tank of water for too long, he's going to drown. So he's got to – and he just it's amazing they get out. Now, every once in a while, they don't get out. They die. Uh, but most of the time, they get out. All right, the second thing here, as we chat on Fox Sports Radio, Jay Paterno, the thing he is correct about, whether you hate Urban Meyer or you like Urban Meyer – is the virtual mob and virtual lynching before you know the facts. That is undebatable. Right? It's undebatable. That's what's going on. It's going on. It's been going on ever since this story popped up on a guy's Facebook page. Uh, so we, we have a version of the story. We don't have the entire story, but it doesn't matter. Mob rule wants a pound of Urban Meyer's flesh, and damn it, they're going to get it one way or another. All right? People have formed their opinion. They are convinced that this is what's going on, and they are not sympathetic. And and Urban Meyer is not sympathetic. I'm not sitting here telling you that I believe Urban Meyer is someone that you should really have empathy for. He has a sleazeball persona. He's a shady actor. 
but a lot of these guys are. That doesn't mean it's right. That's how the game is played, right? Top line levels, if you're going to win a lot, that's generally how these things are done. Now, I am curious what really happened. Do we know what really happened? Maybe we do already know. Also, it is painfully obvious that much of what has gone on with most of my colleagues in the media is a mob partaking in virtue signaling on steroids. Now, this goes on a lot, and it's it's really gone on in recent years. It's the, the ancient practice of, and it's an art, of expressing opinions or sentiments intended to demonstrate how great your character is, the person saying these things, right? That you, you're on the right side of morality. You're morally correct on, it, on this particular issue. Uh, and, and so that's what's going on over and over and over. Now, the last thing here, uh, I, I've also noticed that, it, you know, it, because it's open season on our but it's not just the media. Like the media is one thing, and they're doing their thing. Everyone's like, "I'm I'm more moral than you." Uh, they're doing that thing, but but it's more than that, right? Because you've got former players who don't like Urban Meyer, guys that either didn't make it in the pros and blame Urban Meyer, or they have a they have some kind of axe to grind. And there was one report that's making the rounds. Several people say, "Hey, you got to check this out." I read it. It goes back to his days in Gainesville, Florida, and it chronicled the abuse that players, a handful of players, took, and it included un- undercover videos there and uh, accounts from former student athletes, or just athletes, uh, at, at Florida. Now, the story claimed that Myers players experienced arm dangling, quads exploding, on the Gator football program, and Urban Meyer was such a douchebag that he threw objects at players. Like he would take a full bottle of water and chuck it at him, and like here's a here's a bottle of Gatorade, and just bam, right in your face, right oh, in your face. Oh no! You've got old colleagues. Um, you so you've got pl- former players, uh, colleagues, people that he sparred against. A lot of people that clearly do not like Urban Meyer. And they are clearing out a vendetta. Horrible, and horrible. It's a, really bad. It's a lot of settling of scores that are taking place right now on the Ohio State coach. And again, uh, he, he very well could deserve all of it. But in this particular case, the case which people are ready to get that pound of flesh, we do only have one side of the story at this particular point. And, and so you've got this, this bludgeoning from the media, the virtual signaling that's going on. And you also have the former players and coaches that are unloading. Right? So I think whatever happens, we know that Urban Meyer is not a beloved figure in a lot of circles. And a lot of people are dancing on his grave right now. There is some serious grave dancing. They got the music playing. They got people over there shaking their behind. They're having a great time. They're, they're drinking. They got balloons over there. Man, oh, man. It's like a clearing. No, it's like a clearinghouse for the disgruntled souls, right? You know, this is a crooked guy, and I'm, certainly he's done some underhanded things. I'm not saying he hasn't, but it's been interesting because we don't have the whole deal. Uh, and I will tell you that I did speak to someone with ties to Ohio State who told me that uh, they believe that there's going to be a plot twist. There is going to be a plot twist uh, that's that's coming. Uh, of course, it hasn't happened yet. So it hasn't happened yet. We'll bring in 
Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia, right over there. There he is. I uh, I was uh, listening to some of the coverage about uh, Urban Meyer today. Yes, it, just it was overwhelming. It was overwhelming. It. And I heard a guy who I think is a well-respected person in, in sports media compare Urban Meyer to Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, and Les Moonves. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And well, uh, well, Urban, I thought, well... Yeah. Yeah. I think there's one difference between <laughs> Urban Meyer and those three what guys. Would that be? What would well, that be? Urban Meyer isn't accused of actually sexually assaulting someone. Urban didn't have a casting couch in the coach's office. There I don't. At Ohio I, State not that I know that. of. Yeah. No. So um, you want this scholarship? You gotta earn the scholarship. <laughs> Again, what? Uh, Urban yeah. Meyer may not be a good guy, but let's let's kind of hold off on on that. I I am I, I, uh, told that a guy on the radio said yesterday. Uh, e- guy emailed me this that that uh, somebody uh, on the radio in a very prominent city said that Urban Meyer is no different than uh, he, he went down the list of uh, he had. The big three, what they got Paterno, Art Briles, Rick Patino. That it's all it's all the same. There's there's no difference at all. But you're right, the, the Harvey Weinstein comparisons trump that. Right? The Harvey Weinstein things trump that. I, I yeah. would say so. Like yeah. I said, all three of those guys are alleged to have actually committed, you know, sexual assault. I don't uh, believe Urban Meyer has been accused of that. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I it's it's listen, you we're, 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 you think, again, you think he's going to keep the job. I, I, I'm still at 85%. He's gone. You think he's going to he's going to be able to ride this thing out, though. I just don't think it's as big a slam dunk as everyone's making it out to be. Like I said yesterday, things will die down eventually. There'll be a new story for everyone to get all you know up in arms about, and maybe this drags out long enough that the the I'm not, you know the mood changes a little bit. Let's just put it that way. Totally we'll agree with Eddie. Look at look at Roberto's. Roberto. He's on board. Roberto's on Team Eddie. Although the uh, when you I was listening to your monologue and oh, you're, I was like you. I was like who who's who's going to come out and publicly kind of give the other side of the story in the in, in with all this storm going on. And then when you said Jay Paterno, I was like, oh no, oh no, that's, that's like Richie Incognito when he spoke up for Shady McCoy. Hey, you know? he was right so far though. Richie Incognito was correct. Wait a minute, Shady McCoy's practicing no, but with that's the Buffalo not the Bills. Point. That's not no, he was the point. right. It's not the point. What the hell happened? We did two days on Shady McCoy no, the, being a the, scumbag. The point, he had nothing happen. The point is not if Jay Paterno or Richie Incognito are right. The point is you really don't want them to be the ones no, that are I, up, I, 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 making I, the case. For you. I, I get that. I completely understand, you know, but uh, hey, what what are you going to do? You didn't watch the Hall of Fame game, did you? I, uh, I actually did watch some of it um, because, you know why, though? I actually Cause, cause was kind Chris of Because Collinsworth said it's going to be the greatest Hall of Fame game ever? Is that why? <laughs> no, uh, okay. because I wanted to see the, the, the new helmet uh, oh, rule thing. yeah, you got a lot of that. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, it was all It's going to be bad. It's eh. just just now. Just prepare yourself that eh. if you're a fan, your team is going to have some of those really awful calls against you this year. Oh yeah, year. especially my team. The just Raiders. just be ready. It's going to happen. Just just kind of kind of brace yourself for it because it's going to happen. It's going to be some awful helmet lowering uh, personal foul calls that are going to be called this year. See, I I agree with you to a point. I believe it's going to be a temporary thing. It's not going to be all year. Because remember a couple years ago, what was the point of emphasis? They kept calling a ton of penalties early in the year, and then after a certain point, they stopped. I forget. They changed one of the rules several years ago, and they did that. And it it was like week three or four, they said, all right, let's change that, and they stopped calling. Like all of a sudden, randomly. They just really random and it's like whatever. They wake up, whatever side of the bed Goodell gets out of, they're like, okay, we'll, we'll stop calling that. 
We've done enough of that. Yes, I, I didn't watch. I watched the Open, and, I, boy, I give Al Michaels credit because Al Michaels made that feel like an important game. Al Michaels, the way – maybe it's just my age and I grew up watching Al Michaels on TV, but when I see Al Michaels doing Open to an NFL game, I think, boy, this probably should watch. I would love to know what the ratings are for the first, like, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes yeah. and, and where it goes after that because – a lot of people do get excited, and I understand it because hey, it's football. It's football's back, and then you 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 watch it, and, and every year it happens. You're like, oh, this is terrible. That's Please bad. give me the real thing. It's bad. Uh, no, I I was watching mostly the Red Sox game because I had to do some stuff in uh, Boston after that. But I I did in the commercials and a lot of commercials. I went back and would see something, and then I quickly said, what am I doing here? And I get out of there, and I flip over, and then I went to the Dodger game, and I enjoyed that, and uh, eh, a couple of beatdowns there. Not bad. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We're kind of like firefighters that are out in the forest. We go from one hot spot to another is what we do. Uh, One controversy to another controversy. So this particular tall tale is about a couple of rappers who were upset with the NFL and E. A sports. It's in the game, unless it's not in the game. Uh, now, to catch you up to speed, because uh, maybe you're not familiar with this particular story, but uh, some internet sleuths, or in this case, video game sleuths, discovered that the Madden NFL soundtrack had apparently bleeped out Colin Kaepernick's name like it was a curse word. And uh, there's a song which I listen to all the time called Big, Big Bank. Big fan of that. you know, Very popular. Uh, horror of horrors, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So what do you think happened? So what do you think happened? Well, sure. We we were on our way. Social media blowback. Oh, people very upset. Oh, my God. So much so. There was so much anger, finger pointing, that the people at Electronic Arts, uh, they went to damage control mode. They were crisis mode at Electronic Arts. So what did they do? Of course, they bowed down. EA Sports issued a carefully written prepared statement saying that they did not mean to omit Colin Kaepernick's name in the song it licensed to use in Madden 19. The company said it was a, quote, unfortunate mistake. EA explaining that their staff misunderstood the fact that they did not have the rights to include Colin Kaepernick in the game that didn't affect the soundtrack. Now, in the next update of Madden, which comes out in a couple of ga- a couple of days here, they, uh, the people at Electronic Arts said that they will add Colin Kaepernick's name uh, in the game. Oh, well, that's, thank God. I mean, in the song. Well, that's, that's a wonderful thing. So, so they were very politically correct. Uh, they, they said they meant no disrespect. They apologized to everyone. They even apologized to you. They don't even know who you are, and they apologized to you. It's shocking that they were able to apologize to you. So there's a lot to unscramble. Now, the, the question, here it is. Do you believe EA Sports that this was a, quote, unfortunate mistake to leave Kaepernick's name out of the song? Absolutely not. This was not an unfortunate mistake. Come on. This was an intentional uh, intentional act. Now, you could say understandable act, but it was an intentional act. Uh, my thoughts on this, you've got micromanaging, you've got the boycott, and also the slippery slope. 
and we will bind all of this together. Now, I look at these things on a case-by-case basis, and this does not pass the smell test to me. Uh, And I would argue that you would have to be pretty gullible to buy the idea that it was a misunderstanding by electronic arts rather than an intentional mandate that came down. Uh, And... And so I, I and I've gone back and forth with friends of mine that are like, oh no, here's a misunderstanding. They're 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 taking what EA is saying and they're running with it. Uh, I am not. I am not. Electronic Arts, EA Sports licenses the soundtrack. Uh, why would they need to bleep out Colin Kaepernick's name? They wouldn't unless they were ordered to do so by someone else. Now, who else would have a say in this? The obvious answer, which I seemingly think, unless something surprising happens, is the only answer, is that the NFL, and and my evidence to indicate that this is a possibility, a pretty good possibility, is that the NFL is notorious for micromanaging the Madden game. They have sensors that comb over every part of that Madden game. They want to keep that thing as clean as they possibly can. They want to get their message out. It is the biggest marketing vehicle that the NFL has to reach younger fans. There are people that religiously play Madden football that would never be caught dead on a Sunday afternoon spending three hours watching a game. But they'll spend an hour and a half playing a Madden game on a Wednesday afternoon. They got no problem with that. They got no problem. Now, some reports say that that the people at EA did the same thing uh, last year. Uh, those, I believe, were unconfirmed. I, I'm, I'm skeptical of that part of it, but uh, if that's true, see, my theory that, that that didn't happen is because I would believe that would have come out. Because the one thing I will say for the Colin Kaepernick sycophants, they love this guy. He's a god. They love everything about him. They worship him. They bow at the altar of Colin Kaepernick. And if this had been not been in the game last year, it would have been out there by now. Uh, so I don't, I don't buy it, unless no one's listening to the music Maybe I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe no one's listening to the music. Uh, now, second part here, my general theory on this right now is that what EA is doing with that over-the-top apology, they're simply trying to be a good business partner. Uh, the, the Madden franchise has been very, very successful. They've made a gazillion dollars. A lot of people have gotten very wealthy at EA, and it's on the back of the Madden franchise. Right? You don't want to kill the cash cow. What I mean by that is if Mother NFL says, hey, you got to do something, if some lawyer at the NFL says, no, no, we can't have anything to do with Kaepernick, we've got to get out of the Kaepernick business, if you're EA, you're like, okay, yeah, no problem, whatever you, know, whatever you want. Who else? You want, you want us to bleep everything else? We'll do that too. We'll even take out the Cleveland Browns to, to sanitize the game. We'll take the Browns out. John Madden here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, now, rather than the NFL admitting, that they mandated this move, uh, you know, let EA take the take the hit on this, right? So the question becomes, the, the sycophants of Colin Kaepernick that think this guy is some kind of false god, a deity, are they then going to boycott the Madden game? Is this going to lead to a, a boycott? I would say that's unlikely and also unrealistic. We all have our limits, right? I mean, you've you got to play the Madden game. You can't give up the Madden game. You can't do it. I mean, yeah, they removed Kaepernick's name from a song, but the game's good. You still got to play the game. And they're correcting it anyway. It's all a mistake. It's all a mistake. There you go. Good chance for everyone to have a hissy fit 
on on social media, which we love. Now, the the final word on this, as for the motives of the NFL to edit, to censor the Kaepernick name from this song, uh, my thought on that is this, that it was in an effort to help avoid the Madden game being used against the NFL in the pending litigation against the NFL. So now I, I saw somebody say, well, th- this came out before the uh, the original game came out, before the lawsuit was filed. But most people assume that that's where this was going, right? So if you're assuming you're looking down the line and Kaepernick is currently in litigation against the National Football League for collusion, uh, and it, it is more likely than not that some big shot blowhard at the NFL figured, hey, we got to scrub Kaepernick's name from the song, from the game. Why is that? Because then if we don't do that, Colin Kaepernick's lawyer would say, hey, see, this guy can't get a job in the NFL, and they're including music with his name in it, and that's his likeness, right? His name, his likeness, the whole thing. They're trying to profit off Colin Kaepernick, and they won't give him a job. So that's what the NFL is worried about. It's one of those great lose-lose situations for the NFL lawyers because they, they – I assume they thought they were doing the right thing. If I'm right, they thought they were doing the right thing, right? Because then Kaepernick can't use this against them. And, of course, it blows up in their face because now you know, they have to do the, the EA's got to put it back in and all that stuff. So it's a, uh, it's a big to-do. It's, a, it's the slippery slope. That's the old slippery slope there. Uh, but I think the more compelling question is, does anyone actually buy Madden for the music? That's the more compelling question. Like, there are millions Millions of think of the songs. Now they try to use new stuff. I get that they want to be hip and cool and all that. But there's so many songs available. What the hell are you doing? You you can't find another rap song without Kaepernick's name in it. Are you, I mean, what are we doing here? What kind of morons are are making these decisions? Are they idiots? They must be stupid, right? I mean, you got Keystone Cops there with the the musical. Selection. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We had the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. And if you had the Bears plus two and a half, you're a winner. You are a winner if you had the Chicago Bears plus two and a half. Uh, and if you watched the whole thing, you are a loser. Even if you had the Bears plus two and a half, you are a loser. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. <laughs> Judas Garcia. I, I did not watch the whole thing, and I, I even feel a little dirty that I watched any of it, to be honest with I you. I watched the Open. Al Michaels got me a little excited for football. I, I enjoyed that very much. I, I thought, boy, this is going to be a big game. And then once I heard Collinsworth talk, I knew it wasn't going to be a big game because he was trying to sell it too much, talking about this could be the greatest Hall of Fame game ever. Does anyone – to me, the greatest Hall of Fame game, the only one I remember. Let me tell you something. I watched – for years and years with football, I watched the first few minutes of the Hall of Fame game every year. The only one I really remember is the few years ago when they couldn't play the game. Because, same, same here. Right? Because yeah. the field wasn't prepared. The, they were, the players were slipping around and all that because they painted the logo like the night before and it didn't have time to properly dry. That's the only one I remember. I couldn't tell you any other thing that happened in any Hall of Fame game, and I guess I'm uh, getting mildly old. I couldn't remember anything. You can really cock it oh, up. There it is. It's number one drop right there. We should get shirts for Roberto to say, <laughs> you can really caca it up. That's what we should get. Would you wear that, Roberto? Yes, I would. Yeah. All right. We'll have to work on that. I'll do it. That'd be, be great. Yeah. 
Oh, guys will do it, man. Let me tell you something. Oh, that's awesome. So I'll I, wear it proudly. Okay. So I, I hope to have, I was planning on having a big announcement, you know. and Oh, yeah, a, you teased that yesterday. I'm still in email. Uh, I'm going back and forth. But it's good. It's going to be great. I'm going to have something hopefully over the weekend. It's August 24th. Blind Scott's coming from Boston. We're going to be in a minor league baseball game because that's the kind of show we are. We're the show of the people. We don't need to go to some highfalutin major league game. You know, Colin Cowherd can throw out the first pitch at a Dodger game. We can throw out the first pitch in San Bernardino. With I the think, people. I think that's cooler, right? I think Cal League's much cooler. You know, Doug Gottlieb can go to an Angel game. Good for him. We're going to the Cal League, baby. That's where we are. We are the show of the people, by the people, and essentially for the people. This is the closest thing to a crowdfunded show you can possibly get. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have a good time. And I'll have an announcement on that. We have a listener from Sydney, Australia, Eddie. I think I mentioned that last yeah. last week who's planning on attending as well. Awesome. Minnesota's going to check in. Arik's uh, hoping to be there. I've heard from listeners in Seattle. Uh, in Houston that are, are planning on making the pilgrimage. Queen Roxanne already booked her plane flight from Denver. Oh, is Roxanne wow. going to be? Oh, man. So do I have to like do a sing and dance routine to justify this? Like, What do I have to do? Well, we, they, remember, we, <laughs> did, we, you were a part of that. We had to sing Take Me Out to the Ball oh, Game at the, yeah. at oh, the Bakersfield God. game. Yeah. Oh, that was awful. God. Just awful. We brought Rod out there. Didn't we bring yes, Rod the to join us? the ambassador of Bakersfield came out with us. Yeah, oh, that was... Fortunately, there was no one at the game other than the, our people to, uh, to enjoy. To enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, they, they, they played like a recorded organ in the background that we were supposed to sing to, and it was so low we couldn't hear it. Yeah. And so we were like way <laughs> off, way off. It oh, wasn't it was. even close. They, we were done, and the, the song was still going. It was It was awful. humiliating. It was, it was mortifying. <laughs> it was so bad. That's funny. And we, we, made, no, we made Rod do it because we thought, well, maybe we'd get another voice in there, you know, and it would help drown us out. Yeah, I think that. Gagon yeah. came down too, did he not? Yeah, so, I yeah. think Gagon was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was there. Yeah. out there too. It's quite the scene. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do something like that. I'll, I'll, what would you I've, like been, to do? I've been asked if I want to take part in the uh, hot dog launching uh, contest. Oh, really? Yeah. You've been asked. Interesting. I, I said as long as I'm not liable for any injuries that may uh, that may result, See, I'm, I'm fine. I'm thinking about just like wandering around in the mascot costume, which I think is an option for the 66ers, the minor league team. But I think I'm too, I'm too big for it. I'm too tall for the costume, which is going to be a problem. So if okay, I can, can you imagine how much you would sweat in that thing? Oh, I know. It's going to be really hot. Yeah. And we learned from Blind Scott that there's a McDonald's museum in San Bernardino. So. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out Blind Scott being there, plus or minus. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> Kramer's going to be there. Come on. Be great. Get to hang out with Kramer. Kramer's going to Kramer. attack everybody. I told he's, you, I went to dinner with Blind Scott. He's going to grab food out of people's hands. We've, known he, we've heard he does that. Oh, yeah. No, no. We went to, uh, we went to uh, when I saw Blind Scott last time I was in Boston, we went to a uh, pizza place. And first of all, Blind Scott upset me because he wouldn't eat because he said he had just eaten. So I had to sit there. He wouldn't eat. Oh, man. And I'm, you know, I'm the only one eating like a big fat pig at this pizza place, and he's not eating. But then Kramer like starts attacking the, the uh, waitress. And Blind Scott doesn't know because he's blind. <laughs> and it's very awkward. And I'm like trying to tell him, and it was, uh, yeah. And then I gave, I gave him my leftovers, and I think he fed the leftovers to Kramer later. I think, I think that's what happened. If I remember correctly. I think that's how that went down. Yeah, hard to believe Kramer likes people food when Blind Scott is feeding him, <laughs> yeah. feeding him pizza. I, I think I, I gave, I believe I gave it to him because I couldn't, I didn't have anywhere to put the leftovers, so I was like, oh, I'll just take them. Usually, I'm my shocked move, there was anything I, left over. I always ask for leftovers because if I, I, I feel like the restaurant's just going to throw it away, so I might as well give it to somebody. I usually try to find people that are down on their luck and try to give it to them, but then they sometimes the people get upset with me. When you give, I, I've done this a few times in L.A. where I've given homeless people food. They, they'd rather have money. 
I wonder why that is. <laughs> it's very, uh, it's very huh. odd. They're like, Interesting. You'd think you're doing this great mitzvah, giving yeah. them food, and they're like, oh, yeah. They kind of look down on it, like, oh, okay. You know. Well, one time I had a guy ask if there was any, I gave him some, uh, there was some chicken. He asked if there was any sauce. I mean, who does that, by the way? I gave a guy really? some change, yes. and he said, he looked at it like, change, huh? He wanted, <laughs> he wanted bills. Yeah. It's got to be tough. The panhandling industry really took a blow because <laughs> everyone's using credit cards now. There's not a lot. A lot that is true. I know, rarely carry cash. Yeah, I have a little cash, but not very much. Not enough that's worth mugging me for because you're going to be very disappointed. Um, and so, yeah, it's, 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 it's an odd thing. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you know what uh, time it is right now? Yes, exactly. That's what time it is. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, let's do it. Here we go. Coop de loop. It's third degree. Last one of the week. Ben Lane Kiffin wasn't too happy about one reporter's prediction that FAU would go undefeated and finish in the top 10 this season, calling the prediction, quote, rat poison. Yeah. What do you think about the prediction, Ben? Well, I love what Lane Kiffin did because he trolled. This is a troll job by Lane Kiffin, right? First of all, Lane Kiffin was messing with God, Nick Saban. And I love that about him. Remember we talked about this last year when Nick Saban, the media was saying Alabama was going to win some game, or they were praising him. It was after a game or leading up to a game, they were celebrating how great Alabama was, and Nick Saban said media praise is like rat poison for Alabama. Right, so I, I love the fact that that Lane Kiffin was was doing this. It's great, and of course we know that Alabama's been favored in just about every game since Nick Saban got there, and he's 112 games over 500. So clearly that rat poison is doing damage to Nick Saban. Now, secondly, as far as Lane Kiffin's concerned, nobody wants to hear a breakdown about FAU football. Lane Kiffin doesn't even want to hear a breakdown about FAU football. This is a temp job. This is a job. He's using as a stepping stone to get back into a high-profile situation. And predictions, they're going to win every game. Predictions are like, you know what, they're like blank. Everyone's got one, and everybody thinks the other one doesn't stink. All right, I am pretty sure that FAU is no threat to Alabama. I believe they're not a threat to Ohio State, Michigan, USC, any of those schools. But they'll score a bunch of points. Lane Kiffin's offense works really well uh, against inferior opponents when he's coaching an inferior, talented team. Next. Now, Kevin Durant allegedly said in a text message to FSR's own Chris Broussard that uh, how he has been conducting himself with the Warriors is his true self yeah. and that how he acted in Oklahoma City was phony. Ben, do you, uh, do you believe any of that? Well, as a talk show host, I hope that Kevin Durant continues to be the Golden State version. I like that version. It's good for business, right? Number one, Durant, he's playing the role of the villain, and I don't think he realizes it. I don't think he realizes that he is the inherently sinister character who's bad at playing the inherently sinister character. Uh, He's thin-skinned, hypersensitive Kevin Durant with rabbit ears. That is the toxic cocktail, but it's wonderful Every time he goes on a rant, somebody says something nasty about him, some Thunder fan, or somebody calls him a snake, a serpent, he gets all upset. Now, number two, Kevin Durant, when he was in Oklahoma City, was much more likable, right? But he was bad for us. Like He came across, when he was with the Thunder, he came across as humble, as modest, as unassuming. 
Nobody wants that, right? We want the arrogant SOB. I hate everybody. I'm upset you don't like me. Let me be my own way, right? And he was monotone with the thunder and boring and all that. Next. Now, Sean Merriman, you may remember him, Ben. He worked here briefly. That's right. Uh, yeah. Mr. Lights Out. He was a steroid guy. Yes. That's right. <laughs> uh, he, is, uh, he is signed on to compete in a professional bare-knuckle boxing match. I'm sure that'll be very successful. Is uh, our friend Laval Ball part of this? Uh, no, it's no. for the World Bare-Knuckle Fighting Federation. Okay. Now, Ben, if you, could, that is. if you could see any two current sports stars bare-knuckle box each other, who would yeah. you choose? I would like to see LeVar Ball versus LeBron James. How about that? And then, how about this one? Draymond Green versus Tristan Kardashian Thompson. We, we talked about that earlier in the week. The winner of Draymond Green, Tristan Thompson, Kardashian takes on Charles Barkley. How about Tom Brady? <laughs> how about Tom Brady versus Roger Goodell? Would that be good? Eh, probably not. Brady's like a hippie. How about Bartolo Colon versus the all-you-can-eat buffet coop? How about that one? Oh, that's a great one. You like that one? All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you pass this edition. That is a winner. That's a winner. There we go. We won the game. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Joke time. Joke, 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 Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. And away we go. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Actual jokes by actual listeners like yourself. Batting leadoff, though, as always, our old friend, Sirius Sean. Hello, Sirius Sean. Hi, everybody. There he is. He's back at it. We got to find a way to get you to San Bernardino, Sirius, Sean. We got to get you out there, buddy. You got to figure out a way to get you guys watching some gun smoke. <laughs> well, that's much more important. Now that you bring it up, maybe we don't need to get you to San Bernardino. <laughs> I've been watching this eight, nine, ten hours a day for yeah. the last two, three weeks. That's living. Well, most most people recommend that. They recommend a lot of gun smoke in your life, definitely. Well, what do you have for us here? Our friend Sirius Sean, a staple of this bit. Okay, here we go. Um, why did Mickey Mouse go out to space? Why did Mickey Mouse go out to space? I don't know. Because he was looking for Pluto. <laughs> All right, get back to gun smoke, okay? Okay, bye, everybody. Bye, right, bye, bye. All right, there you go, Sirius Sean. I'll read the joke. I'll bounce it off Eddie. He'll bounce it back to me. Roberto will play this if it's funny. Ha ha ha. He'll play this if it's not funny. And then uh, there you go. If it could go either way, you'll hear this. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, perfect. And Coop's <laughs> Coop's got his own thing over there. His offensive jokes. Uh, did you uh, did you hear about the guy who went to the new restaurant that serves exotic birds, Eddie? No, I did not hear about that. He ordered pelican, which was fabulous, but the bill was enormous. It's from Eek in Roseville. Boo and a laugh at the same time. Uh, why couldn't the police catch the human trafficker? Uh, I don't know, Ben. Why couldn't police catch the human trafficker? Because he was hauling ass, man. What are you talking about? Come on, man. So from Kurt. <laughs> Kurt from- <laughs> uh, why did Roberto boo the Bartolo Colon joke? Uh, I don't know. Why did Roberto boo the Bartolo Colon joke? Well, it turns out Blair's phone calls used up all the laughs, so there was none. There was a boo. And- right. Eric. Oh. All right. 
Uh, what what do you get when a certain Fox radio crew throws out the first pitch at a minor league game? Uh, I don't know, Ben. What do you get when that happens? <laughs> the Inland Empire becomes the outgoing Commonwealth. No? Not, not, not good? No! That's from Josh. No! Just Josh. Inca Terror says, why did Ben play the piano with just his left hand? Hmm. Why did Ben play the piano with just his left hand? I don't know why. He says his right hand was getting a workout, I guess. Yeah. That's not true. Come on. That's not, that's not true. What do you have over there? <laughs> what do you have, Coop? What do you got over there? Well, you could, but I wouldn't do it. But you could, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll skip that one then. Okay, yeah. Uh, so uh, meteorologists are saying that some portions of the country are going to experience extreme heat waves this summer. Really? Going to, huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're saying that it's going to be hotter than a spoon inside Demi Lovato's house. Roberto <laughs> wow. liked it. Yeah. Uh, who is Bartolo Colon's favorite baseball fan? Who is Bartolo Colon's favorite baseball fan? I don't know, Ben. Ballpark Frank. that's some surfer todd the comedian he's appearing in huntington beach next thursday night good luck to you uh there you go uh let's see here we go mcdonald's is giving away a bunch of uh, commemorative coins mac coins that can be used to get free big macs is that right yeah bartolo cologne is already the wealthiest customer (laughs) they have it's amazing He's asked for his salary to be paid. Exactly. It's so. Kurt from Earth. All right. We have time for a few more. Uh, what did Cal Ripken's Baltimore home designer say? Uh, Cal Ripken's Baltimore home designer. I don't know. What did he say? If you build it, they will come. That's what he said right there. All right. So very nice there. That's <laughs> <laughs> from Gordy in Tacoma. All right. I've got a – short on time. i got a lot of good jokes here. Uh, what did angry – well – what does Angry Bill order? How does Angry Bill order his eggs? I don't know, Ben. How does Angry Bill order his eggs? Uh, all whites, please. That's what he likes. It's Angry Bill. There you go. Boo. All right. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and what is Whoopi Pie Blair's favorite move on Madden? I don't know, Ben. What is his favorite move on Madden? Well, the spin move. He loves the uh, the spin move, Eddie. Well, no, he was. Oh, you got it's from the Goblin King. All right, let's see here. Uh, Got a closer? All right, here's the closer. Did you hear that Coop is excited to be learning a new language? No, I did not hear that. Yeah, he's getting Rosetta stoned, Eddie. Stoned! Oh, yeah. Just Josh, Big Ben's lame jokes of the week right there. That's uh, what we- uh, MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see... See what music does to people. 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.